0: For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Hey, it's great to be with you today, and uh, I get to finish up chapter 8 in Matthew here, but I don't know how you are with suspenseful movies. For me, Um, (laughs) I find that when it really starts to to build, you know how that scene starts to to build in a suspenseful movie, uh, my palms can get a little sweaty, even my armpits get a little sweaty and if it really, really starts to get intense, what happens for me is I turn down the volume a little red-faced and uh, admitting that but I do and then uh, you know the person emerges out of the out of the car from the car being sunken in the lake or something like that and and I'll start turning up the volume until the next intense scene comes well today when we go into this passage here in Matthew chapter 8 and starting in verse 28 it's really been a, a kind of like that just a, a building of of the story through Matthew chapter eight. We start off with Jesus healing the leper and then he heals the centurion soldier's man and then, and then he heals some other people. And then we get into the calming of the, the storm and it seems, like, it seems like the scene here is building because you got the wind and the waves and, and they're crashing and the disciples are afraid and they, they wake up Jesus and he calms the storm. It's like it starts to go down and then they land on the shore and these two demon-possessed men start to holler at them and uh, and cry out to Jesus and, you know, who, who do you think you are type of thing. And, and it seems to build again and, and tells us these men were violent and people couldn't pass. And so there's a building once again until finally we, we come. And so, so that's where we find ourselves today. And, and we look at even these two stories back to of, back of the, the uh, calming of the sea and then the... The, uh, the demon-possessed people, um, that there's something that I see in there that, that's interesting, and, and we're not going to go too far into it, but, but just a curious thought that I want to throw out there is that you, you have this, this, this storm that's raging on the outside. Uh, you got the wind and the, and, the, and, and the rain, and it's roaring, and it's raging, and you can see it on the outside, and Jesus calms that. And then you got these two demon-possessed men that really, literally, inside there's a storm raging and it's tossing them around and Jesus calms that storm. Uh, That's who he is. He he works on the outside and he works on the inside. Amazing, but what do we have here? Well, we've got a story about two demon-possessed men we read and we'll we'll read the story in a moment. And I just wanna say that it it would be easy to go, go into the demon possession and talk about that, and what's it all about? I mean, lots of questions come up, right? We have questions like, does it exist today? Or if so, uh, why don't we see it like we see it in the Gospels? Or have we explained it all the way today, demon possession, through medical diagnosis? Um, are we simply, or are we simply just ignoring it? Like, these are a lot of good questions, but I don't believe that the story is, that, that part of the story is what we should focus on. I really believe that the, the part of the story comes right back to what chapter 8 is talking about is Jesus' authority here on this earth. We, we, we saw His authority when He talked on talked the summit of the mountain. We talked about that um, when, I, when, I, when I talked about the healings, and in, and in the healings, he, we see it. He, he heals presently, and He heals from afar, and then you see His authority with 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 the earth itself, and now we see the authority from within, we see the authority of the non-physical world, and, and, and that, I think, is what is good for us to focus on. So, that being the case, being that we're going to look at Jesus' authority, let's read through now this passage here in Matthew chapter 8, and we will start in verse 28. When Jesus arrives on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gardenians, two men who were possessed by demons met him. They lived in the cemetery and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began to scream at him, why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? I usually don't stop, but this is interesting, is it not? That, that here they're talking about this appointed time, like the, the, the spiritual realm that we don't see, they know that there's a, there's a time coming for them. They knew there's time coming for them, and now they're addressing that. We'll move on. Um, there it happened. To be a there, there happened to be a large crowd of pigs, pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged, "If you are going to cast us out, send us into that herd of pigs." All right, go," Jesus commanded them. So the demons came out of the men, and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside and into the lake, and they drowned in the water. The herdsmen fled to the nearby town, telling everyone what had happened to the demon-possessed men. Then the entire town came out to meet Jesus, and they begged him to go away and leave them alone. Well, here we have Jesus' authority, and, and his authority is uh, within, within the spiritual realm. It's, it, it's within this non-physical world to, to deal with it. And, and, and I think the bottom line of this is that Jesus' authority is, is, is really, his authority is something be trusted. When you read through all these accounts, it is something for us to trust. Matthew 28, 18, Jesus says this, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. He makes this statement not because this is at the end where he's conquered the grave. I mean, that's just another layer of his authority. But he makes this statement because this authority has been given to him. From the very beginning, um, because he is God, all authority has been given to him. And so Matthew chapter 8 shows us that this, is, this authority exists. So a question comes is that how can we trust Jesus with every aspect of our life? If he has authority, over everything, that means that we need to trust them to have the authority in every aspect of our life. And I think that's a a challenging part for us because I know for me, I wanna hold on to things. Well, these demon-possessed men say something. They say this, why are you interfering with us, Son of God? I, I find it interesting that they use this phrase Son of God, because, because this, this is the first time that we read it, to read this title given to Jesus, Son of God, and it's demons who are giving it to Him. Later on we see that, that Peter speaks it, and, and uh, even the Pharisees speak it, um, even the centurion soldier speaks it at the time of his death. So it, it's spoken, but the first time is here, but if we back up a verse, into verse 27, we read there that after Jesus calms a storm the disciples ask this question Who is this man They land on the shores and they get their answer from the demon-possessed men who say Son of God He's a son of God what, what is that The son of God is that he's a Messiah The Messiah has come to judge to sit and to rule on this Uh, this earth. Not to rule as a physical king, as we've talked about before, but as a spiritual king. Not just the nation of Israel, but the whole earth. Which means that Son of God was an expression of authority, and they were recognizing the authority. Who is this man? He is Jesus, the Son of God, the Messiah, who has the authority in all things. I find that this authority causes a lot of disruptions. When we read through the Gospel, we see this authority that that Jesus speaks from, He acts from, it causes a lot of disruption. It causes a disruption within uh, within, within the religious system. It causes a disruption in the rich and the poor and those in between. It causes a disruption to those who believe and also those who don't believe. It disrupts those living in the physical world and it disrupts those in the spiritual world. So, as I wrap this up, the question that comes is how might I, his authority, disrupt my life? And I know that the greatest disruptions come from Jesus as he addresses areas of my life that need to change. The lies in which maybe I'm living in Or the issues that I am ignoring. And when His authority comes and speaks into my life through the Holy Spirit revealing those things in me, the question is, what am I going to do with it? And do I believe that that authority is going to change me? Will I allow His authority to heal my life? To calm my life? To address things in my life so that His power may be displayed to those around me. When I allow His authority to speak into my life, His power is displayed for all to see. That's pretty exciting. It speaks volume. So I leave with with this. How about you? Are you allowing His authority to disrupt your life or are you just trying to ignore it? Lord Jesus, today may we find ourselves stepping into all that you have for us, that we would recognize you like these demon-possessed men, that you are the Son of God, you are the Messiah, you are the one who has authority over all things, that I may surrender my life to you in all areas, to have authority in my life. Lord, help us to step into that so that we may show the power of Jesus Christ in Jesus name. Amen. I bless you today.